Hey guys, this is Sammy Rio with Immigration and Travel Podcast, and uh, I just wanted to summarize uh, the story that I recorded with Viviana Torres, who uh, was unfortunately the victim of trafficking um, in Turkey. So before I get a little bit more into the story, I just want to say that um, this is uh, not to... Uh, I don't want to criticize Turkey by posting, you know, a title uh, that says trafficked in Turkey. I think it'll make Turkey sound a lot worse than it is. I just think bad things happen in every single country. There's bad people with bad intentions everywhere. I have heard great things about Turkey. So um, I have nothing but uh, positive things to share about the people from Turkey that I've met. And uh, people never stop talking to me about Turkey during my travels. They always mention Turkey as one of their top destinations. So I wanted to get that in there first. But now let's talk a little bit about Viviana. Viviana was born in Bogota, Colombia. And she lived there for uh, 20-something years. And she uh, was a professional salsa dancer. And she was part of a group, and that group had a leader who um, was pretty much like the the instructor, but also uh, sort of supervisor manager. And the the supervisor uh, let the group know it was Viviana and five other girls that there was a contract on the table from Turkey, and that they would be paid to go dance professionally for you know, people there. And Viviana had never left the country. She was very excited. And she obviously said yes. She had a dream of living somewhere else and moving. And she finally saw the opportunity to do so. Uh, and on top of that, she was doing what she loved. So she and uh, the four, four other girls uh, began um, doing the paperwork, sending in their passports to get the visas. And uh, eventually everything was ready. I do remember Viviana telling me that her parents and her sister had some sort of sixth sense before she was leaving that they didn't want her to go. And, and Viviana actually told her instructor that she was uh, changing her mind. But the instructor let her know that it was too late. She had already sent in her passport and that she was going to let down the other four girls and that she could potentially ruin it for the rest of them. So Viviana um, accepted and, and went. Um, she took one full day to travel and she arrived in Istanbul. And then she was uh, picked up. All the girls were picked up and they were driven to Bursa. Uh, Bursa is actually a boat ride away from um, from Istanbul. So they were picked up in a car. They were put on a, a boat and uh, taken to uh, a city that's further south in Turkey called Bursa. They arrived there. Um, they checked into a hotel. Everything seemed fine. Uh, they were welcomed. They were given um, a, a huge celebration the first day. Uh, they were told what their duties were. Uh, but then the next day, everything changed. The next day, she 
told me that um, the the people running this hotel slash nightclub slash place where a lot of men go to watch live music and especially Turkish live music. Um, She told me that the place and the other place, the people running the place were uh, looking for the girls to do just a little bit more. And by that, they meant to, yeah, that they were going to dance, but they were also meant to sell as much alcohol as possible and to satisfy the clients as much as possible. So they were pretty much uh, told that if they wanted to make more money, they would have to satisfy the clients uh, as much as they could. Uh, It wasn't something that uh, they were forced to do, but uh, in a sense, that was kind of like what they were pushed I don't know how to explain this. The way that Viviana explained it to me was they didn't give us any consequences of like what what would happen if we didn't do that. But there was a fear and manipulation that they instilled in all of us. And all of us did it. They they all worked from 11 p.m. to uh, early mornings. And by early, I mean 10 a.m. the next day until the place closed. And they were to go up to the consumer, um, get them to buy as much as possible. If the consumer wanted to get a touch, they they wanted to feel somebody up. Then that you know the the people running the place said, if that's convenient for you, then let it happen. Um, and so, in just one day, everything changed. Um, the flights that they were uh, given uh, the 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 flights and and the transportation uh, meaning when they arrived and then when they were taken to the place uh, that was supposed to be um, a um, something that they covered and they ended up taking that money away from the girls for the first two months so the first two two months the the girls couldn't do anything um, they weren't making any money because the money that they were making was to pay it all back to the people who had brought them there obviously none of this was part of the contract the contract said they were there to perform salsa at particular uh times or time slots throughout the night uh but um that wasn't the case the 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 hotel in which they stayed was a hotel full of girls from all over the world uh from cuba ukraine brazil colombia uh, from Africa, and these girls were all doing the same thing. They were, had all been brought um, through um, contracts who, that uh, deceitful contracts uh, to go and and perform the exact same task, which was to work long hours of the night, sell alcohol, and once again, like I said, satisfy the consumer, the clients as much as they could. Uh, Viviana tells me that this was a very tough time for her and I asked her if she told her parents if she could get any help and she said she felt kind of stuck in a place where she didn't want to tell her parents she didn't want to tell her family didn't want to worry them and she didn't want to tell the the police there because she said that they they were in cahoots with 
with the people running the place. The people running the place had a lot of money and they could easily pay off the police. And she also didn't speak Turkish. She only speaks Spanish and didn't speak English. So for her to maneuver her way out of there uh, by filing some sort of report or going up to people, uh, it, it, it was something she didn't feel comfortable doing. Um, so she felt forced to stay where she was and work and uh, make the situation or tolerate the situation as much as possible. The contract um, was supposed to last one year and she fulfilled about eight months of it. Um, they didn't have any free time. They weren't allowed to go out of the place. I think they were only allowed to go to the store that was just outside of the hotel. Um, that hotel that they stayed at, even though Viviana had the luck of not having to do any sexual favors to anybody, uh, it, it was a hotel that was pretty much used, used as, that, uh, as a kind of a prostitution ring. Um, and uh, Viviana stayed there for eight months. I asked her if girls had escaped um, and if that had inspired her to plan her own escape. And she said yes. Some African girls had just left all her stuff, all, all their stuff behind and, and left in the middle of the night. And um, she said that um, that was hard to do because if you were to leave all of your stuff behind, that you pretty much left with nothing and, and you didn't really know where to go. But she said those uh, African girls did it anyways. And it did inspire her to do the exact same. Um, the way she started to plan her escape was uh, by having or I guess having met uh, a client uh, who, in her own words, was like an angel. Uh, he was able to listen to her story. Uh, he kind of knew what was going on and he had already helped some girls escape in the past. It wasn't that easy of a task. Uh, they spent about two months talking about how she could escape. And... Um, Viviana and another one of the girls uh, began talking about, uh, you know, what to do with the stuff. So um, I believe she said some girls whose contract had run out, they took Viviana's stuff. So these girls whose contracts ran out, they 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 would leave and, um, you know, maybe come back the year after. Not, not every girl was against the idea of doing what they were doing. She said uh, her morals were different. And even though it was a shock to everybody because nobody knew what was happening, some girls didn't care. Some girls embraced it. Um, she didn't. And so <clears throat> uh, when some girls' contracts were up and they were about to fly back home, Viviana asked them to uh, bring her stuff out um, and pretend like it was their stuff. And once outside, the client that Viviana had become friends with would be waiting there to take it. So uh, that's what happened. Uh, Viviana gave her stuff about a week before her uh, planned escape to girls who, who were leaving the hotel because her contracts were up. And these girls took the luggage and the belongings to the gentleman who was helping Viviana. 
and then uh, about about so he stored her belongings for about a week and then the following week um viviana and, and her friend planned to escape by waking up in the early hours of the morning uh, meaning two three in the morning uh, distracting the the person at the front door and um, having other girls you know kind of signal them uh, to execute everything and that's what happened she tells me she was extremely nervous the night before she couldn't sleep and um, and by the way I do want to say that the the, the hotel in which they were staying also uh, was uh, not the best it was not in the best conditions uh, it was one bathroom for multiple people in one room bunk beds and or beds that were extremely um pretty much right next to each other and in, in, in small spaces so um anyways i just wanted to throw that detail in there uh and so the the, the night of the execution uh, in terms of the, the the planned escape uh she woke up in the middle of the night uh, with the help of, of of other girls they were able to escape and she recalls running out of that place and not looking back and thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I'm finally out of here. The guy who had stored her belongings for the previous week was also there waiting for them in a car uh, to take them. So uh, after eight months of working forcefully, uh, being taken money that uh, she thought was going to um, be all for her. And having had that insurmountable fear instilled in her for such a long time, um, she was finally able to to escape. Um, and then she, um, not I guess related, but not totally related, she moved to Italy. She met a guy in Italy, and uh, they were um, all both professional dancers. And they got together as uh, dancing partners and they fell in love and they got married in, in Italy. So she immigrated from Colombia to Italy via an incredible or incredibly uh, traumatic story in Turkey. So I wanted to share this story with you guys to, to highlight how immigration is such a crazy topic. Sometimes people can do it in in such uh, direct ways and then also for her in her in her case she ends up in italy really because you know she was having a a torrid time in, in turkey and had to escape the contract before it was up and she had nothing to fall back on um her documents also were going to be a problem so luckily for her she found a, a guy in, in Italy who was doing the same thing as her and she was able to move to Italy and she's now a resident of the European Union so a, a huge miracle came out of it it's very hard to do to be able to move to the European European Union and and become a, a citizen or a slash resident it, it's extremely difficult so um, she definitely paid um the price for really just following a dream what she thought was going to be uh, a year full of happiness and, and performing and doing what she loved 
Um, so very sad story, but I am happy that she was able to get something very positive out of it afterwards and that she's living in such a beautiful city as, as Florence now. Um, but anyways, guys, if you want to listen to way more details, uh, then listen to the full episode. And um, yeah, 